This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Curious Plot, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more online at curiousplot.agency. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. All sides of the biofuels debate were on full display at a public hearing today on EPA's latest biofuel blending targets proposal. The agency convened a public hearing to get feedback on a December proposal to set three years' worth of renewable volume obligations and create a new ERINs category that would allow electric vehicles to participate in the program. Dan Bowers with the Alliance for Automotive Innovation says automakers are investing big bucks to get more electric vehicles into the marketplace, but they need some help. Policies need to be in place to support the transition to an electrified fleet. The EVRIN program, with vehicle manufacturers acting as credit generators, is a necessary supporting policy that will help ensure the administration and industry's goals are met. We support the pathway in which vehicle manufacturers generate ERINs and are very supportive of the proposed set rule ERIN pathway, in which vehicle manufacturers contract with renewable electricity generators using biogas made from qualifying renewable biomass to generate ERINs. The proposed pathway is the most straightforward and ensures that ERINs will not be double counted. We encourage EPA to move expeditiously to avoid slowdowns in finalizing the proposed rule. But some of the more familiar biofuel voices were frustrated by the proposal. Donnell Rehagen with Clean Fuels Alliance America said biomass-based diesel producers need more support from the program. The proposed rule significantly undercounts existing biomass-based diesel production and fails to provide growth for investments the industry has already made in additional capacity, including for sustainable aviation fuel. EPA's own data shows that the U.S. market reached 3.1 billion gallons of biomass-based diesel in 2021 and already exceeded 3.2 billion gallons in 2022 by the end of November. Patrick Kelly with the American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers said the proposal supports the production of too much conventional corn ethanol. AFPM supports reducing the carbon impact of transportation fuels, and the refining sector has made significant investments to reduce carbon emissions. Congress directed EPA to focus on second-generation lower-carbon biofuels after 2022. This proposal will stifle advanced biofuels, promote first-generation biofuels beyond the market's ability to absorb them, and shift overall program growth away from liquid biofuels into the power sector. This is completely contrary to how Congress envisioned EPA's handling of the program. But ethanol advocates unsurprisingly feel differently than Kelly on that subject, Growth Energy CEO Emily Score asked EPA to work toward approving more production pathways, and Renewable Fuels Association leader Jeff Cooper said the rule as is gives the industry a firm foundation and a conduit for sustainable production growth. In other news, Farm Bureau leaders say federal action on milk marketing order reform could take place this year. Roger Cryan is the group's chief economist. Following discussions at a Farm Bureau-convened meeting last fall, He expects Farm Bureau and other organizations will formally request a process. We expect to submit a petition. I think ideally it's on the same day that National Milk submits. If IDFA submits the same day, that's even better. That means everybody is demonstrating to the secretary that there's a consensus that we need to do something. And to the extent that there's overlap among those three proposals, that's fantastic. That'll make most of those things kind of a no-brainer. And there will be differences, and we'll have to make the case for the details on the policy on how they work and how they're different and why it's important to do things one way or another way. He says those requests would start the clock at USDA.
The department then will announce this timeline of the number of events. Usually they first ask for additional proposals, then a hearing is scheduled, and it's actually done in person. After the hearing, there's an opportunity for post-hearing briefs, and then the department typically will issue a recommended decision, which is essentially their draft proposed rule for the changes. Cryan says pricing formulas will be a key component of the conversations. The issue was one of many discussed by Farm Bureau delegates at the group's annual convention in San Juan, Puerto Rico this week. Check out Phil Brasher's coverage in tomorrow's AgriPulse newsletter for the latest. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by Curious Plots, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more at curiousplot.agency. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.